0: Praise the Lord, everybody, and everybody, praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord, everybody, and everybody, praise the Lord. Can you lift a shout for God right quick? Come on, somebody lift a shout for the King of kings and for the Lord of lords. I'm going to ask my wife, you can remain standing. I'm going to ask my beautiful wife, First Lady Glory, to come up and join me here. I'm going to ask her to pray for me here right before I bring the word. I must first and foremost say glory to God for standing before you today doing something I never imagined in my life I'd be doing. I want to bring tremendous honor to Pastor Daniel, to Patty, family here represented. I love you, man of God. I love you. I love you, Patty. Thank you so much. Thank you. I want to bring honor to my pastor, Bishop David L. Thomas and his beautiful wife. Pastor Kathy Thomas And I want to say to you, it's good to be home. I'm from Pointsville, you all. I didn't just show up I didn't just show up at liberty. I was birthed in this house for three and a half years before the Lord sent me, my wife and. Over to liberty, and what the Lord has done there is simply God. Amen. I take no credit other than to cooperate with what God is saying. My pastor has told me constantly, if you can learn to listen to the voice of God, you look a lot smarter than what you really are. Amen, somebody. Amen. Amen Is there a microphone? Wonderful. Pastor Daniel, I want you to have my wife. just just pray over me, honey. It looks so beautiful. Thank you. This morning. It's a, a pleasure to be here this morning. It's yes. always a pleasure to come home, like Pastor said. So we just bless you this
1: morning. Yes. If you would just so kindly just stretch out your hands to Pastor. Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for what you're doing in this season, in this yes. hour. Yes. Father, we ask that you would just speak through your servant
0: that you will release your fragrance of your name of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Father, we pray that the words he speak will heal us, deliver us, and set us free. Yes, Lord. We thank you for victory in the house, yes. in Jesus' name, amen and amen. 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 All right, let's go. Give God a radical praise right quick. Come on, y'all. I'm ready, I'm fired up in this place this morning now. Here we go. Here we go, y'all. Come on, somebody give God a radical praise. Anybody have a great week? Give God a radical... If you had a bad week, praise Him anyway. If you can't figure things out, praise Him. He's worthy of all the praise, all the glory, and all the honor. Believe you me, I'm not going to work you up emotively. I'm going to speak to your minds cognitively. I'll speak into something to you that you can carry... Not only today, but I believe you'll be able to carry it through the rest of your life. So what, what I want you all to do, I know we don't really live in an age where most folk carry Bibles. It's pretty amazing. I actually happen to still carry my Bible. I don't know if I got any old school Bible carriers out there still carry it. So many people just use their phones and so on and so forth. I just find that I can just better study the Word by having a physical Bible in my hand I, I, that's that's just me though I'm not I'm not saying I know it's the new school uh, but God is still the same yesterday today and forevermore and, and so if you could turn with me again remain standing on your feet if you could turn with me to Hebrews 12 verse 25 uh, that's the that's the folk that's from Liberty in here that they they know whenever I give the title script uh, they say hallelujah y'all wanna do that wouldn't that be cool Y'all wanna do that So I'm going to give you Hebrews 12 and 25, and then y'all just going to shout hallelujah. It's just glory to God. It's about the God's word. So Hebrews 12, verse 25. Oh, that sounds. See that you do not refuse him who speaks. So for if they did not escape who refused him who spoke on earth, much more shall we not escape if we turn away from him who speaks from heaven. Whose voice then shook the earth, But now he has promised, saying, yet once more, I shake not only the earth, mm, but also heaven. Now this, yet once more, indicates the removal of those things that are being shaken as of things that are made, that the things which cannot be shaken may remain. Therefore, since we are receiving a kingdom which cannot be shaken, let us have grace by which we may serve God acceptably. With reverence and godly fear Here we go in verse 29 For our God Is A consuming (laughs) Let me say that again I, I only think about 16 of you all got that For our God Is a Consuming Fire Yeah Yes he is before you're seated in this wonderful church, I want you to tap five people and tell them the fire forced me into favor. Yeah, the, the, the fire. It, it was the fire. Uh, why some of y'all not moving? Why some of y'all not talking to nobody? I, I said five. That was two and a half. Five, five, five. Five. The fire, it was the fire, it, it, it was, it was the, the, wait, wait, it, it, was the, it was the fire that forced me into the favor. Or, or, or maybe it was the favor that forced me into the fire. Wait a minute, it, it all depends on how, how you wanna look at it. I'm trying to talk to at least six people who have experienced fire in their lives. Just about 20, maybe 30 of you all have experienced fire in your life. I'm trying to tell you that the fire will force you into the favor of God. The fire will not consume you. Somebody yell, my best days are ahead of me. I'm trying to tell you this morning, don't be afraid. Because it feels like you're in a fiery trial. I'm trying to tell you, God's trying to expose the favor in your life. God's trying to tell you that you're chosen, you're handpicked, you're separated from everybody else, you're favored of God. You're not better than nobody, but you are favored. Yell, I'm favored. 1 Peter 4. Verse 12, it says, beloved, do not think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange thing happened to you, but rejoice to the extent that you partake of Christ's sufferings, that when his glory is revealed, you may also be glad with exceeding joy. If." you are reproached, means made blame of, for the name of Christ. Blessed are you, for the spirit of glory and of God rests upon you. On their part, he is blasphemed, but on your part, he is glorified. Somebody say hallelujah to that right quick. (laughs) But let none of you suffer as a murderer, a thief, an evildoer, or as a busybody in other people's matters. Basically, the Bible is saying, according to 1 Peter, mind your business. (laughs) Yet if anyone suffers as a Christian, let him not be ashamed, but let him glorify God in this matter. For the time has come. This is a heavy word right here. For the time has come for judgment, Uh uh-oh, to begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? Somebody say the fire. Fire. I'm going to take you into a text here this morning, and I know that this was a download from Holy Spirit. Once again, I'm so honored to be before you this morning. I want to take you to a passage of script that's very familiar to many of you, but I promise you God will give you something different than what you ever received before because somebody say fresh revelation God is about fresh revelation even with familiar script so if you would turn your Bibles or look on the screens to Daniel 3 Uh, here in Daniel 3 we read about a passage of text about these three Hebrew boys Uh, you know them as Shadrach Meshach and Abednego and the Bible says there's this king his name is nebuchadnezzar and nebuchadnezzar is full of pride and arrogance why do you know that pastor law? lot because he makes this golden image and asks everyone no he commands them that you're going to worship the watch this man-made image that i created and so he tells all his high functioning folk his administrators his provinces his priests he says all of y'all when you hear the sound of the psaltery, the lyre, you, when you hear the sound of the instruments, you will bow down before the image that I made for myself. And so these three Hebrew boys who have discipline, somebody say discipline. Uh, they got a discipline that they don't bow down to nobody but God uh, wait a minute uh, ask the person next to you do you have a discipline uh, you we all have a discipline to something but you may want to check your discipline to make sure that your discipline will not capitulate to what the world is doing so Nebuchadnezzar makes this deal he says when you all hear the sound say sound It reminded me, he was talking about this sound That's a man-made sound You hear this sound, you all are going to bow down To the image that I made And then all of a sudden I began to think And I began to draw a parallel script to Acts 2 Some of you all remember that script Because the Bible says that they were all Assembled together And on one accord And the Bible says Suddenly, somebody say suddenly (laughs) Suddenly there was a Sound. Suddenly there was a sound. See, there's a difference between a man-made sound and a sound which is holy, which is pure. Somebody say sound. Sound. This is so important for you all to grasp this morning because there's something about a sound that evicts. When I came in here, there was sounds playing from the minstrels and from Pastor Ben and the others that were up here, and it was a sound that was glorious. And it was a sound that can deal with demonic activity. Let me just be bold and courageous here. It can de- there's a sound. It was the sound that David played long ago. The sound that when Saul was being tormented, some of you all know this, that David played a sound, and the sound dealt with the torment that David was dealing with. I'm trying to tell you, be careful of the sound that you let in your house. Be careful of the sound that you let in your car because sound is so important. Sound deals with stuff. So Nebuchadnezzar says, when you hear the sound, yet y'all better bow to my image. Well, word gets out. They're told upon, these three Hebrew boys, they're told upon. They said, well, they said, King, um, it's these three, these three boys, and, 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 and they ain't bowing. You played that sound, but they're not bowing. And so the Bible says that the king's face became distorted. It was, as almost, as, it was, it was almost as though he said, what the what? What, what you mean they're not going to bow? He said, go get the three of them. Bring them to me. The three Hebrew boys, they come in to the king, and the king says, is it true? Shadrach Meshach, and a that when this sound plays, you are not going to bow before the image that I made? As in saying, don't you know whose turf you want? Ooh, this is so good, y'all. My goodness. Sometimes I gotta preach to myself. Is that all right? I gotta preach to myself. So I gotta anybody ever do, I gotta make myself happy up in. My God, I'm I'm being ministered to you all. I am. So the three Hebrew boys they said, no, 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 we're not bowing down. The king says, if you do not bow down, you will be thrown. Into the fiery furnace, as was rule, as was law. The three Hebrew boys, they say, listen, we not go. Matter of fact, the king hits them with this. He says, if you don't bow down, you're going into the furnace. And then he said, what God is going to be able to save you? I need somebody to say, don't you dare mock my God. Don't you dare mock my God. When the enemy is talking stuff, you better believe God is getting ready to get on the scene. I need somebody to get with me in this place. I said, when the devil is talking stuff, you better believe God is saying, I'm waiting. You say the right thing, you say the right word, I'll show up like a mo-. Okay, all right, all right. Let me get back to the text. And uh, So the Bible says that in these three, he's telling these three, if you do not bow down, uh, you'll be thrown into the fiery furnace. And what God will be able to save you? They said, listen, O king. We know the rules that you made, but we ain't bowing down. And and you can throw us, matter of fact, uh, we believe if you throw us into the furnace, guess what? Uh, Our God, uh uh-oh, come on now. Uh, If you throw us in there, our God, Jerry, will be able to save us. Uh, But guess what, King? Even if, wait a minute, I, I, I I need to talk. I need to talk to somebody who prayed that the doctor would give you a great diagnosis. And he didn't. Even if he doesn't, my God, even if he says the cancer is still there, it cannot, should not change your prayers. It cannot, should not change your prayer, Because the, these Hebrew boys said, I don't care, You can throw us into the furnace. We are not going to bow down. Period. They pulled his card. Do what you got to do. But we all on one accord and where two or three are gathered. Oh, man. Come on, somebody. It was three of them together. The Bible says that the king becomes infuriated. He throws them in matter of fact, he grabs his best men, his mighty men of valor, the Bible says. He grabs his best men, and he throws them into the fiery furnace. Matter of fact, the fire is so hot that the mighty men of valor, many of them, were killed as the boys went into. Let me tell you also that the boys had everything on: turbans, robes they, had, they were fully clothed as to remain flammable. <laughs> He wanted to keep them clothed so the fire could catch immediately upon entry. Oh, church, but then he messed up. Well, where did he mess up, Pastor La. He told them when the boys went in, he said, Turn the fire up seven times hotter than what it's ever been. I'm trying to tell you all about the number seven. Okay. Oh, y'all y'all going to make me run around this church. Because it was as if the, oh, oh, let me back it up. Because God said, the Lord said through the word, because the word is inspired by God. So as the boys go into the fire, the fire is turned up seven times. Somebody say seven seven times. Seven times. turned up. The Hebrew boys are in the fire. You all know, some of you all have read this scripture before. What happens is the king looks in the fire. I'm trying to talk about the people around you that thought you was gonna die before your time. I'm trying to talk about the people around you that thought you wasn't gonna start your business. I'm trying to talk about the people. Come on, single women. I'm trying to talk about the girlfriends around you that thought you wasn't gonna never get married. I'm trying to talk about. Around- I'm trying to talk about the people around here that said you ain't gonna never get promoted. He looked inside the fire, and he said, "Didn't I put free. Men in the fire. First of all, king, you didn't put them in there. Y'all gonna make me run around here right now. You didn't put them in there because if they're men of God, then me being in the fire, God actually set that up. Ain't no man make... They're in this fire. He says, didn't I put three men in there? There's a fourth one. (laughs) You're not on your own. God is with you. You're not in this fire alone. God is with you. You're not all by yourself in this. God is with you. You think God ain't with victory? God is for victory. God is standing at our front. Our back, our east, our west, God is for us. And if God be before us, who can be against us? Somebody yell, God is for me. Is for me. See, the king made a mistake. He messed around and turn this thing up seven times. Seven means completion and perfection. It was as though God himself said, I'm waiting for the fire to turn up. Wait a minute. Oh my God. And when it hit seven times, he said, I'm ready. It's time for me to show up. I'm trying to tell you right now, sometimes God's got to turn the fire up before he shows up. Because I come from the old school where they say he might not come when you want him. But he's always right on time. Somebody give God some praise in this place. I got 38 people in this place that are saying, God, I know you'll protect me in the fire. God, I know you'll bring me out of this. God, I know I'm uncomfortable. God, I need a promotion. God, I need a healing. God, I need a resurrection. God, I need my son saved. God, I need my daughter saved. Somebody say, God, show up. Did I tell you how they went in? The Bible says they were bound. All together. Bound. I don't know about you, but this is a a prayer position. I don't have to tell you that when they got up, they looked at each other. don't forget the fire was still burning God had protected them within a fire that was still flammable Ooh, Jesus Lord only God can do something like that because watch this the king couldn't deal with them until they came he couldn't go in but they could come out. Oh, my Lord. Let me say that again. He couldn't go in, but they could come out. Look at somebody and say, I'm coming out. And I won't smell like smoke. I won't smell like fire. I won't smell like nothing else but the glory of God. Okay, okay, okay. (laughs) Uh, I think you told the wrong person. Tell the person on the other side. I'm coming out. (laughs) If you don't mind, I want to expedite this particular passage of Daniel. Say "Daniel." Daniel. I'm in Daniel on purpose. I want to take you to Daniel 6. The Bible says here in Daniel 6 that Daniel is on the scene and Daniel has disciplines. First and foremost, you need to know, some of you all do because you've read this and you've heard about it, you've studied. You need to know that Daniel was a part of the crew with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Daniel was in a position almost as their leader. And so now we get to this passage here in Daniel 6, where all of a sudden there's another king who has arisen. His name is Darius. And this king Darius, uh, he's having this conversation with his guys. And so let's go here to Daniel 6. It says, it ple-, first one, it pleased Darius to set over the kingdom 120 satraps, to be over the whole kingdom and over these three governors of whom Daniel was one, that the satraps might give account to them so that the king would suffer no loss. Somebody say Daniel. Daniel was promoted. I need you to understand this. Then this Daniel distinguished himself above the governors and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. That's so good. And the king gave thought to setting him over the whole realm. So the governors and satraps sought to find some charge against Daniel concerning the kingdom. Isn't that just like a jealous person in your life? Here it is, Daniel's been promoted. He got favor. Somebody say favor. Favor. Uh, He got favor in his life, and all of a sudden, everybody around him becomes jealous. Make sure you understand and really dive deeply into who surrounds you. Everybody that's with you is not for you. But they could find no charge or fault because he was faithful, nor there was any error in him or found in him. Then these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless we find it against him concerning the law of his God. We can't find no charge against him unless we find a charge against the law of his God. Now we know Daniel loved to pray. And Daniel had a regimen of praying three Times a day. So wouldn't you know it, they create something that says, can't nobody pray for 30 days? Nobody prays. If anybody prays for 30 days, they'll be thrown into the lion's den. And they actually get the king to agree to it. He signs off and makes it law. Nobody can pray for 30 days. Well, Daniel hears about the law. Somebody say, my God. God. Oh, but Daniel understands clearly. I don't care what the law says. Somebody help me in this place. Uh, I don't care what the law, I have a discipline to pray. Ooh, Jesus. Do I got at least 36 people in this place that got a discipline to pray every single morning? I don't care what's going on in your life. When those feet speak. Do I got anybody that'll just say, Lord, I just thank you for my eyes opening. See, it's amazing how we don't have to pray. We don't have to just thank God for, you know, money and stuff and houses and all. And that's all great and wonderful. But how about just saying, Lord, I thank you for the breath of life. I thank you that I'm still in my right mind. I thank you, Lord, that my arms still work. I thank you that I got two feet to stand on. I thank you that I got shelter. No, it might not be the house I want to live in, but I got shelter. I got cover. Lord, I thank you for the car that I drive. The little stuff. For God, we can become a complaining society. I don't want to spend no more time on that, but we do. We complain. We complain too much. And so the Bible says for thirty days. But Daniel's like, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 uh. Uh-uh uh uh-uh. I pray three times a day. Matter of fact, when the law came out, the Bible says Daniel cracked open his, oh, he he opened his window. Somebody say that's bold. Uh, Daniel opened his window as they say, listen, I don't care who sees me towards Jerusalem. And he prayed three times a day. You all know what happened. They found out that he was praying. He said, Go get Daniel. The king was so jacked up, so messed up because the king had just promoted him. King Darius was actually messed up and he was like, Daniel, I gotta put you in this lion's den. I don't want to, but I got to. Ooh, somebody say he's on the way to favor. Ooh, Lord Jesus, I'm trying to tell you that the only way that you can get the true favor in your life is you gotta go through a few things. Uh, I know that none of us prays to have a trial and a tribulation tomorrow. But the fact of the matter is that when you go through stuff, it sharpens you. It tightens you up. It... I know that's not real good news, but that's the bottom line. When you go through stuff, it reveals what's really on the inside of you. And so the Bible says that here it is, Daniel. Oh, matter of fact, let me give you this right here. Uh, verse 10, it says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed... He went home, and in his upper room with his window open toward Jerusalem, he knelt down on his knees three times that day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as was custom. He just did what he did. And now the Bible says that the king is a little upset because he's got to put him inside the lion's den. And the Bible says that King Darius tells Daniel before, he said, he's, he's really messed up, y'all. He's really emotional. And he says, he tells Daniel, he says, your God will be able to rescue you. So now the Bible says that Daniel is lowered down into the, Lions then, and he's down there with some hungry lions, uh, man-eating lions. Uh, he's in what Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had just been in three chapters earlier. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you that oftentimes, we don't, we, don't, we don't actually desire this often, but oftentimes when somebody that you're close to and around goes through a trial, Sometimes you next. Ooh, oh man, oh man, oh man. You said, Pastor Lock, you are not supposed to be talking about going through no trial. I'm trying to tell you how God prepares you. How else are you going to get to favor? Matter of fact, raise your hand if you got favor on your life. If your hand is raised, you had to go through hell. Ooh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Because you can't get favor on your life. You can't get unmerited favor, unmerited grace. I'm talking about unearned stuff. I'm talking about stuff where God just does stuff. Anybody ever had God do something that you did not even deserve? And you said, God, I thank you for your favor. If you're in this place, stand to your feet and sit back down and say, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Daniel says, your God whom you serve, he'll be able to save you. But they have to roll a stone over the edge of the tomb. Now, I I, I know a man who had to have a stone. The Old Testament is the New Testament concealed. The New Testament is the Old Testament revealed. Remember that. So there was a stone rolled over the mouth so that Daniel couldn't get out. And you all know, because some of you all read the scripture before, the, the king, he couldn't sleep. All night, he wrestled, he toiled, he couldn't sleep because Daniel was in the lion's den. He felt bad, he was, he was horrified. And so what happens that morning? <laughs> he goes to the lion's den. And he yells in there, Daniel, Daniel was your God, whom you served, Somebody help me in this place. Was he able to save you from the mouths of the lions? <laughs> it was as though Daniel was in that pit. And I come from the east side of Youngstown, so forgive me when I say this. It was as though Daniel said, hooty hoo, I'm still alive. I'm still down in this place. Yeah, he ain't. I'm still all right. I'm gonna be fine. Daniel yells, the mouth of the lions were shut. Because my God sent an angel to shut the mouth of the lions. But then I had to think, Pastor Daniel, I had to think that the God that we serve is actually called the lion. Oh, don't you all miss this one bit? Don't you all miss this? I'm trying to tell you that Daniel wasn't in that cave, just some old lame Daniel. Daniel had the Lion of Judah in him. When those lions roared, Daniel roared. Oh, wait a minute, wait a minute, somebody. When the enemy get to roaring at you, you better roar back. When the enemy start messing up your home, you better roar back. Enough of that sitting down. Enough of that crying and weeping. I get that. That's for a season. Somebody yelled the Lion of Judah. He is the Lion of Judah. And he roars. Daniel didn't sit down. Worry about his life and how everything was a failure. Now that he was about to be attacked, Daniel knew when those lions roar, I'ma roar back. That devil start roaring in your house, you roar back. You don't let nothing in your house get attacked without you roaring back. Matter of fact, is it all right, Victory family? Notice I'm not calling you Coisville. We all Victory. We all Victory. I'm I'm doing that intentionally. If you don't mind victory, I want you to let out a roar. Help him out, Dennis. I want you to let out a roar right now. On my three. One, two, three. Somebody let out a roar. Somebody let out a roar in this place. Come on, somebody let out a roar. Uh, uh, that. That was fair. That was fair. That was fair for all of us that that are gathered in this church. But there's some people on the outskirts that they need Jesus. They need the risen savior. And I want us to roar to win them to God right now. Somebody roar, come on. Come on, roar, 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 roar. Come on, roar, 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 roar. The fire, the fire forced me into favor. Or was it the favor that forced me into the fire? Every man, a woman, a child in this place that's got goodness on your life, you will have to go through trials. You'll have to go through stuff in your life that most people don't want to go through. Can I have five more minutes? Is that all right? Can I have five more minutes? I want to take you, and I want to wind home here in John 19. I want to take you to John 19, and we're going to finish up right there. John 19, verse 1. Very familiar script to some of you here in this wonderful church this morning. Ooh, I feel the Holy Spirit in this place right now. I feel a Holy Spirit. Am I the only one? Anybody feel a Holy Spirit presence in this place right now? Uh, Somebody just start. Just shake your hands. It's it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Just just shake. Sometimes you got to shake stuff off of you. Sometimes stuff gets on you, and you got to shake it off, man. I'm just feeling the fire of God in this place right now. John 19, verse 1. So then Pilate took Jesus and scourged him, basically beat him. And the soldiers twisted a crown of thorns and put it on his head. And they put on him a purple robe. Then they said, Hail, King of the Jews. And they struck him with their hands. Pilate then went out again and said to them, Behold, I am bringing him out to you. And that you may know that I find no fault in him. Then Jesus came out, somebody say he came out, out. wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Don't forget that. And Pilate said to him, behold the man. Therefore, when the chief priests and officers saw him, they cried out saying, crucify him, crucify him. Pilate said to them, you take him and crucify him. For I find no fault in him. I'm trying to tell you that Jesus is on his way to favor. I'm trying to tell you that the hell that he's dealing with, literally on earth, the pain that he's taken, being scourged, being beaten, being talked about, being hit, Jesus is preparing for his greatest place of favor. Why, Pastor? Because I know, as you do, what begins to happen here is begin, they begin to take Jesus, and the Bible says he walked his way, and there was a man named I mean, uh, uh, Philip. Uh, uh, what was Philip? Philip? Philip. No, 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 no. They helped carry the cross. Simeon, Simeon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was Holy Spirit speaking to you right there. <laughs> Simeon, he, kept, he, he, he helps him carry this cross, and the Bible says that uh, as, as he gets up on Calvary, some of you all know this, uh, as he gets up on Calvary, uh, the men take him, and they take him to the cross, and they lay him down on the cross, Pastor Day. and they take his hands, and they put a spike in the right hand. They put a spike in the left hand and they nailed his feet to the cross. But they made a mistake. Because they messed around, found the hole for the cross, moved the cross to where the hole was, and then they lifted him up. Wait a minute, wait a minute, don't y'all miss this? Because I read in my Bible, Sandy, in John 12, 32 that Jesus said if I if I be lifted up I will (laughs) I'll draw all men unto me and I read also in Isaiah and Isaiah said I saw the Lord Somebody help me in this place. And he was high and lifted up. Don't stop there. And his train. I need to tell you that they made a mockery about Jesus. He was beaten. He was bloody. Probably that put a robe on him. Beaten, bloody, jacked up, all messed up, put the thorn on his hands, blood all coming down. But before they put him on the cross, they stripped him. Sort of like Joseph. Some of y'all remember Joseph with the coat of many colors. It was the robe. Before Joseph went in the hole, they stripped him. They stripped Jesus. Hung him on the cross. That was his purpose. He said the Son of Man came to die. And to live again. He's on that cross. You all know what happened. It comes off that cross, he goes into the tomb. He's in there three days. Somebody say three days. He's just not hanging out for three days because one of those days he wouldn't dealt with the devil. Come on, somebody. He wouldn't dealt with the devil on our behalf. Because Revelation 1, I believe 18 or 20, tells me that he said. According to John, because John got the revelation on the island of Patmos, uh, John said, somebody got keys. key, somebody got keys. somebody give me some keys real quick. Give me some keys, give me some keys. Give me some keys. Nobody carries keys anymore. Nobody carries keys. Nobody carries keys. He says, he says, he says, he says, he says. He says he, he, the, the, the Bible says he, he, he went into the bowels of hell. And, 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 and he literally stripped. He took the keys back from the devil because John said, he said, Jesus said, behold, it is I who was once dead but am now alive and I hold the keys to Hades and the grave. I'm the judge, I'm the jury. I choose who goes, I choose who stays, I choose who got favor. I choose who's worthy. I choose who's honorable. It is I, and I am high and lifted up. You can kill my body, but you can't kill my spirit. You can kill my job, but you can't kill my favor. You can attack my church, and it was within this, it was within this place, Daniel, that I began to think the Lord began to show me, you man. Weeks ago, began to show you. Come here, man of God. He began to show me you. The Lord began to show me you, man of God. And he said, He said, You've been wearing a bloody robe. He said, and the robe has been so bloody. He said, It's much deeper than church, it's much deeper. You've gone through so many peaks and so many hills and valleys in your life. And the Lord says, man of God, I'm ready to heal you. Man of God, you've been teaching, you've been pouring, and one of your great specialties is counseling. And I hear the Lord saying, I am the mighty counselor. And I'm ready to speak into your spirit like never before. For the Lord says that I'm ready to give you direction like you've never had direction before. For the Lord says I'm about to do a new thing in your life. And the Lord says that your belly and your womb is full of strategy. And the Lord says there's a business on the inside of you, says the Lord. For the Lord says there's another stream of income coming into your life. Because of the gifts upon your life. So get ready, man of God. For the Lord says, beat down no longer. Strip no longer. Talked about no longer. You know the depths of this word that the Lord is speaking to you. Grab my towel. Grab my towel. The Lord showed me something. Honey, grab me that box. Grab me that box. And he said, he said, Lock. he said, He said, he said, he said he'd put a new robe on him. He said, put a new robe on him. Says, this is your prayer show. From this day forward. This is the rope. Come on, honey. This is the road. Honey, come here. He said, from this day forward, this is the robe that you pray in. This is the robe that you seek my face in. Jesus. This is the robe. Come on, begin to intercede. Don't of happy your pastor right now. This is the road. This is the road. Come here, Pastor Jim. Come here, Pastor Jim. Come on, Sandy. Come on, Sandy. Come on, Vicky. Come on, Vicky. Come on, Vicky. Come on, Vicky. Come on. Come on, where are the intercessors? Where are the intercessors? Come here, Sandy. Come on, man. Come on, come on, come on. Begin to pray over your pastor. Come on, Aaron. Come on, Pastor West. Come on. Come on. This is the robe. This is the robe. Come on, Pastor Jordan, Joey. Come on, come on, Derek. Come on, Pablo, Pastor Carol. Come on, begin to pray over him right now. Begin to cover him right now. This is the road. This is the road. And the Lord will say that the covering of the Most Holy One is upon your life this day, Daniel. For the Lord says, you, man of God, have been in the pit of lions. And yes, you have been attacked. Yes, you have been talked about. And many thought that you would die in the pit, says the Lord. But today is a new day. For I have positioned you for favor and honor, says the Lord. And the Lord says that I defeated the enemy on your behalf and on behalf of this body of Christ. And the Lord says that this church is full of lions. This church is full of those who have a mighty roar. This church is full of warriors. So if you don't mind church family, Can you lift up a roar in this place right now? Somebody lift up a roar! Yeah! And the Lord says unto you, Patty, Patty, just look up here right quick. I hear the Lord saying unto you, O woman of grace, O woman of grace and of courage, O woman a few words, says the Lord. The Lord says, I'm shifting a thing in your life and it will be uncomfortable. But God says, I'm preparing your mouth with oil. And the oil that comes from your mouth will bring great breakthrough for a generation now and a generation to come. For the Lord says, I'm birthing a ministry on the inside of you. The very thought of ministry has never been something that directly agreed with your spirit. But the Lord says, I'll use your uniqueness to do something in you that's not been done in the earth. You've been trying to find a mentor, a mentee, who do I look to? The Lord says you'll have amazing women to look to, Pastor Carol, Pastor Kathy, and a number of others. But the Lord says, in you, I'm doing something that's not resembled. I'm doing something so new in you. And you will become the one that they look to. So many function in your format. But get ready, daughter. Get ready to roar. Get ready to roar in your household. Get ready to war on your job. Get ready to war in this church. Matter of fact, I declare it over this church right now. This is a battleship church. This is a warfare church right now. We will take down the bowels of the enemy. And we got victory in this place as it is our name. So shall it be. Give God a praise. Who's in this place? Who in this place right now saying, I'm in a fire? Lift your hand, lift your hand. I'm in a fire, Pastor Lord. Or you've been ministering to me. I'm in a fire, my God. I don't want you to delay. You lifted your hand. Run down to this altar right now, right now. Run down, run down, run down. Run down. I'm in a fire. I'm in a fire. And I know I got favor on my life. I know I do. I, I know God's doing something. I know it. I know it. Come on, make room, make room. Tons are coming down. Make room, make room. Come on, I know we have the time. I just want you to press in. I just want you to press in. I want you to press in. Come on, come on, come on, come come quickly, come quickly. Come on, bum rust, this off to right now. You in a fire in your life? But I'm gonna tell you right now, you got favor on you, man. You got favor on your life, you got favor on your life, you got favor on your life, you got favor on your life. Come on Dennis, begin to go in. Come on all of you that are out to altar, there's too many of you to have prayer workers, come on try to make some more room, they're still coming down to the altar, they're still coming, they're still coming. The fire forced me into favor, the fire, ah that's not it, I hear something else. I hear something else, you lead it, you lead it, you lead it, that's it, that's it, that's it right there, that's it, that's it, come on, every hand lifted right now, I'm telling you right now, Holy Spirit will touch you right where you are, you don't have to have hands laid on you, let me tell you right now, you don't even have to have a prayer partner This is a moment and a season that's unique to the kingdom of God. And I promise you as your hands are raised and your minds are focused on what God can do in your life. If you're down here with your spouse, grab her hand. If you need God to do something miraculous in your life, I need you to fight right now. Fight this depression off you. Fight this anger off you. Fight this anxiety off you. Fight any spirit that is unlike God off of you right now and begin to get into the presence of God. Father, we pray that your fire fall in this place. Fill your fire. Saturate your fire. Bring your fire right now. You got men and women in this place that are in the lion's den. But just like Daniel, they will not be attacked. They will not be messed with. You got Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in this place. But just like those three Hebrew boys, they will not come out smelling like fire. Come on, press in, 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 press in. Okay, Holy Spirit, I hear you. I hear you. Do this for me, and I know some of you all are still going in. I need to be obedient to Holy Spirit. Put your hands down. Put your hands down. I need to be obedient, and I need to be very courageous right now. Who in this place, you might be here, you might be out there. Who's falling back from the Lord? Just be honest. There's Holy Spirit speaking to me. It's all right. You're not condemned. God wants to wrap his arms around you today. You just say, Pastor Locke, I'm just going to be honest. I've just just fallen away. Life kind of got in the way. But I'm ready to make a fresh new start, a fresh new commitment. I'm ready to come into the fire of God like never before. If I'm talking to you, just lift your hand right quick. Come on, lift your hand. Lift your hand. Lift your hand. His hand's going up. There's hands going up. Come on, lift your hand, lift your hand. You've fallen away. You've fallen away. Look at that. Hands are up all over the building. You're just saying, I've fallen away. Can you lift your hands again for me? If you've fallen away, I need to be specific. You've fallen away. You're just saying, I need a fresh start. Yeah. I need a fresh commitment with God are those who help us pray, Pastor Jim? We, we, got, we got altar workers and Pastor Jerry, Elder Jerry. Keep your hands up. Keep your hands up. Thank you. Thank you. Hands all over the place over here. Hands over there. Please, please, those of us who help us pray, can you find those who had their hands up? There's a woman right there. She's got her hand up. There's a big building. There's people everywhere. But if you can find those who got their hands up, it's a woman right here. Got their hands up. They they want a fresh start with God. Want a fresh start. They've just fallen away. God loves them as much as he loves us. They're just saying they're just falling away. Just falling away from God. Because there's a prerequisite for favor. And the prerequisite is a living, breathing relationship. With Jesus Christ. Favor doesn't come easy. But it's necessary. We'll keep you. Thank you so much for getting to those. Praying. Almost finished here. Honey, my wife. my wife at? You can come on, come on, come on. Join me. Oh, this is a moment, this is a moment, this is a moment, this is a moment. All of you that are at this altar, and there's so many of you, lift your hands just like this right here. And I want you to say this with me. I believe this is my moment for favor. <laughs> Say this again. I believe. I believe. This is my moment, this is my moment. For, favor. for favor. And the Lord says unto you, Joe, I can put all the pieces back together again. You've been in a place, you've been shattered for years. Isolated, ostracized. But I hear the Lord speaking to you even biblically Joel, O oh, prophet, Joel, O oh, prophet, prophesy to every broken piece in your life. And the Lord says, as you prophesy, you will bring it to life. For I hear the Lord saying unto you, Joel, it's as though the word given to Ezekiel in Ezekiel 37, you will speak to the dry bones in your life. And I hear the Lord saying unto you, Joel, can these dry bones live? And you would say, Lord, you know, but he says unto you, Joe, speak to the bones that they may live again. Somebody give God some praise in this place. I know I'm over my time. I want to wrap it up. Okay, somebody go crazy for Jesus. I know y'all been radical all week, all morning. Come on, slap somebody, high-five, and say, I got favor. Give somebody a high-five around you. Say, I got favor. Wait a minute. High-five four people say, I got favor. I got favor. Come on, come on. I got favor. I got favor on my life. lord Daniel Pastor Daniel can can you come on up here can you just honor this man of God just by putting your hands together Patty Patty can you come up here I know Patty I, I know you're not used to I know you're not used to Boy, you look good in that robe, man. Boy, you look good. Don't you look good? Come on, give give us a little little shot. Yeah. (laughs) Hallelujah.
1: Glory to God. Man. Man of God, when the Lord clearly dropped into my spirit months ago that you were to minister in his house, little did I know the purpose of that moment. Church, this August 6th, 2017, is a line of demarcation. Jesus. We're tired of coasting. Mm. <laughs> Come on. Church, listen, God is calling all of us as individuals and as a body to a whole new level. Don't be a spectator anymore. I don't want to be a spectator. I don't want a Sunday to ever be like another Sunday. Yes, yes, yes. There are souls in the balance. You have loved ones that need Jesus. And this is not the only church in the region, but it's a healthy church. Yes. When's the last time you invited someone to church?
0: Jesus, that's good.
1: When's Mm. the last time you had the boldness to say uncle, brother, niece, aunt, Why don't you come to Victor Christian Center? We've got eight campuses to choose from. One church, many locations. So church, August 6th, 2017, is a line of demarcation. We will never be the same because of this word. I will never be the same because of this word. God is good. God is so good. I had already asked that Pastor Locke and uh, Sister Gloria to please release a blessing over this house. And I'm going to be honored to be a recipient of that blessing. Pastor Locke?
0: It's my honor. It is my honor. If you can lift your hands, I bless you in the name of Jesus Christ, the name above every name in all the earth. I bless you coming and I bless you going. I bless all that you put your hands to. Here's the key. That's God intended for your very purpose. I bless this season in your life. Somebody say, it's my best season. I bless your homes, your jobs, your finances, your families. I tell the family all the time, God has only given us one life to live. That's all we got. I've determined and I've decided, no matter what comes my way, I'm going to live with the very best that I can. Matter of fact, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to be energetic. I'm going to be full of life so much so that I have to do what? I got to give it away. Love on somebody right now. God bless you. I love you. Thanks for having me, family. Have a tremendous afternoon. God bless you all. Meet some of you in the hallway. God bless you.